Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Little baby should be performing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, Little Dirk. So we should see, be performing. Oh, like, were, were they, that's so who they people, back to the that's now. what's really happening. I know they're the most popular guys, but did their label submit them to even be nominated in that space? Of course they're, I mean, it we doesn't, don't know. it doesn't, that's no excuse. Yeah. You should have the people that's really moving the culture. My graduates from my school being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL. This is a, a dope episode. Yeah. Something that is out of the norm for us. But, um, you know, we're headed to Hollywood. It's next only stop. a matter of time. So. Yeah. You're already yeah. there. They already saw some Hollywood bully <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. So um, when you think of Hollywood, of course, you think of the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And um, when you think of the Oscars, you think of a variety of different things these days. But um, <laughs> one thing that you probably don't think of is the business side of it. Mm -hmm. And you don't think that it's a year-round operation that employs hundreds of people that is, makes probably hundreds of millions of dollars mm -hmm. and all kinds of different stuff that's attached to it outside of the actual event, like festivals and the nomination process. And it's an actual industry within itself. Yeah, 10,000 members. Yeah. Um, so without with, with that being said, Sean Finney is the executive vice president of the Academy. Is that correct? Membership and awards. Membership and awards. Yep. Um, so we'll get the full explanation of his duties, but he's a very important person inside the Oscar situation. Yeah. That's the uneducated way to explain it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know, the, the interesting part is that we, we met in yeah. LA um, and we had an amazing conversation and it kind of blew our minds about all the intricacies that go into this production and all the things that happen throughout the year. And so it's going to be an enlightened conversation for us because a bunch of stuff that I'm sure I don't know. I'm sure Shai doesn't know that we're going to find out today. Yeah, so well, we, when we met, we met, we was out there for the um, revolt. Revolt. Shout yeah. out to revolt. Yeah, we was out, and it just so happened it was the same week as the Oscars. Yeah. So we was going to like a couple Oscar parties, and then um, I think that was like two days before the Oscars, we actually had lunch. Yeah. And um, you was just informing us about everything that was going on and how much stressful it was to we put the show together. Face, <laughs> so, but I wear it well. I wear it well. Yeah, well, first, congratulations on, on another successful show. Yes. And um, thank you for being 
appreciate it. Now, nah, I mean, first of all, thank you for having me. I think that it's just so important for the community and shout out to all y'all um, at large and at home, sending love and peace. Um, but just important to see men, black men, just coming together, talking, building on unity and just understanding. So I just appreciate what y'all do and just all the efforts that you've been doing and working with the youth. It's not important, it's necessary. So I, I just appreciate it. Appreciate thank that's you. love. Thank you, thank you. So can you, all right. I want to get the backstory, but before, can you give a full explanation of your role at the Academy? How much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you all kind of hit it on the head. I'm the executive vice president of membership and awards. Um, so membership and awards is really like one of the centerpieces of what the Academy is built on. When you think of the Academy, you think of the award show and you think of someone saying, I'd like to thank the Academy. When they're saying, I'd like to thank the Academy, they're talking about the membership, which is about 10,000 plus artists, executives and talent, right? And so all of those from different, 17 different branches in two categories. You have everything from acting to visual effects to production design to hair and makeup, all the different categories that are um, on the awards, um, on the 23 different awards at the actual Oscars, so sound. Um, and then working very, very closely with the two categories, the associates and members at large branches. So there's 17 different branches that um, work and are part of the membership in the academy. So everything from acting to visual effects mm -hmm. um, and all different aspects. And then obviously the awards, right? So so then when we think about the awards, we think about the show. We think about the actual day of the Oscars. But when you backtrack and you're talking about campaign regulations and awards eligibility and all that it actually requires, our Academy screening room. And then when you think about what the members experience is, uh, the engagement, the outreach initiatives, diversity and inclusion. So I work um, with an amazing team uh, that I have the privilege and honor of overseeing and working with them on all of those different spaces. Um, and so making sure that A, 364 days out of the year, working through to figure out how the members are engaged, how are they talked to, how are we really creating initiatives around kind of some of the opportunities and things that haven't maybe been there before, mm -hmm. right? So we're talking about a brand that's been around for 94 years. Yeah. Y'all know somebody 94? Um, <laughs> I, I personally don't. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, thinking about all the opportunities that there are as we're kind of advancing more in technology, um, advancing more just kind of like in the community and how do we make it a little bit more accessible um, while keeping the legitimacy of the brand that is the Oscar and the gold statue that we all know. Mm -hmm. But how do we bring that um, kind of amplification and elevation towards everything else that we're doing all year long? So that's a long way of saying um, do a lot of things. I've been there for about eight plus years you know so i've uh, started as a temp assistant to the ceo to now be executive vice president of membership and awards so um it's a it's a great opportunity uh for me mm -hmm. um and i think really a great opportunity for anybody that looks like me i don't think we often see that we can be um in certain positions of decisions um and not that i can make all decisions right there's a board of 54 people there's nine board committees uh, there's the executive office but to be a power player in such a um elite organization that is really been standing in the gap and building what Hollywood is. Yeah, so 94 years this organization's been around. You've been there for eight. Yeah. I'm wondering, I mean, nobody grows up with the goal of working for the Academy, at least that I don't know. So how did you even come into this position? Like, were you looking to be an actor? Were you looking to be in production? Like, what about this role suited you and said, you know, I, I want to pursue this? It's funny you say that. I think that, you know, we all grow up having many different visions of what we right. want to be in life, but to my core, an artist. So I came to LA from New York singing and songwriting. Uh, short stories, I got offered a deal, didn't take the deal. Started living in my 1998 Toyota Camry. Um, shout out, we made it. We made it through. We, but we made it through. Um, champagne color. It, it did me right. It did me right. Um, and, you know, in that, I've always just kind of been like, you know, as an artist and as a creative and as a, a hustler, really, in any of these uh, specific spaces, you're always having to do 14 different things. So I've always had different odd end jobs. I've been an assistant to the editor in chief. Shout out to Mill Wilbekin um, at Vibe. You know, I've been a door guard. I've been delivering your newspapers and I used to put my CD in them um, in Queens you know what I mean so I've done all these other different spaces but I've always like if I'm going to get a job I want to get a job that makes sense uh, so I went to a temp agency uh, the temp agency at the time was working with the academy mm. they were looking for a temp assistant to the CEO they had about 200 resumes they picked four I was one of the four I uh, went in there um, got the job and started off being a temp living in the car for about six months or so and then um, from there becoming permanent and that really kind of started my kind of, it's the only job I've had in LA. Uh, so it's really kind of started just my ecosystem of understanding the ideology that I can do other things and that I can have input in a different way. As an artist, you know, you're always thinking about being on the forefront, mm -hmm. but you're not always thinking about the decisions, the business behind it. And so then I started to see opportunities of growth and opportunities where there was 
a space for me to add my voice. So let me ask you this. As far as um, Hollywood, we always hear like Hollywood is very political. Yeah. It's all about who you know. You yep. got to get in the right rooms. Um, a, is that true? And B, how were you able to network and, and be able to go from being homeless to like where you are now? Like what, what was some of the steps that you took? Mm. A, yes, I think that's true. I think it's true, but I think it's not true just in Hollywood. I think it's true in politics. I think it's true, you know, in the music game. Hmm. I think it's true for the world, you know, how you show up. I would say one of the things that I feel the most proud of, you know, I've been able and very, very fortunate and to have a team um, that works so dedicated and so hard to be able to do things. But I'm most proud of the fact that everything I've been able to do, I've been able to do my full self. Right. So like the way you would see me talking to you all is how everyone at work knows me. It's how my mom knows me. It's how my friends know me. It's how my exes know me. That's why they did the ex. Um, but, you know, it's how everyone. So I feel the most proud that I've been able to be there by my be my full self. And I feel like we don't often feel that way uh, coming from different communities. We don't feel like we feel like we have to conform. Um, and so I would say, how did I navigate that? Number one, being myself and uh, being bold enough to understand that that was enough. You know what I mean? I think number two, we tend to sometimes all come from places. You know, my mom grew me up with a different mindset. And sometimes that mindset is scarcity. If you get that job, hold on to that job. Mm-hmm. No, you, you have to go to school. You have to you have to do all of these things by the book because we as people of color and just to say black men, we have to kind of be the model version. Yep. Um, and so I think for myself, it was understanding with that scarcity mindset comes scarcity actions. So you start to operate from a place of lack and scarcity. Well, what happens if we operate from a place of service, which in and of itself means that there's enough to give. So I started operating from a place of service. You know, even though I had nothing to give, I didn't even have a home, but I operated like I'm here to serve. I'm operated like I have enough to give. Um, And so I think me being myself, being a place of service and understanding that my voice, might be different, might sound different, I might dress different, but I have something to say and that's worth listening to and that I add value and being bold enough to believe in myself for the value that I add. Yeah, so. Yeah, and and just the ability to continue to learn. That's important. That's a, I'm a sponge. Yeah, I'm like, what can I learn? How can I be better? And what note can I take? Yeah, because I'm assuming in this position, this is something that you've had to learn coming from the music industry, which is what your passion was going into this now, the academy, you have to learn. And so, I'm thinking to myself, like, what's the first thing like you're trying to figure out? Like, who is the academy? Like, mm-hmm. who, like, how do we get members? Like, what is that process like? Mm-hmm. So I think so. Uh, the academy is governed by 54 board of governors. So you have three individuals from the 17 different branches. So you have every, you have three governors from acting, three governors from visual effects, three governors from directors who sit on the board. Um, there is a president of the board and the CEO. And then shout out to the president and the CEO and um, and the board members. And then so they're kind of governing and overseeing kind of like the fiduciary responsibility of like the academy as a whole. And then you have different departments of everything from our museum that we just built. You have our archive, you have our academy gold, you know, you have our membership, you have our IT, you have our marketing, you have all these different um, different divisions within the academy that operate the academy, not the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So the academy which is operating overall. yep overall and the academy puts on the oscars mm-hmm. right which is why sometimes it's called the oscars or the academy awards gotcha um and then so the membership is about ten thousand plus as we spoke about before and there's three different ways to become a member you are either sponsored so you're an actor we're both actors and we're both sponsoring you and then there's a committee that sits and votes on and selects and listens to your credits and how you'd be an asset to the academy. And so then there's a voting process that happens. So it's like a reference, almost in a sense, or is a sponsorship. Like, yeah. So there's actual like, if I sponsor him, I have to pay for him to become a member. How does that work? No. Okay. You're you're just sponsoring okay. him to be considered to be a member, gotcha, gotcha, right? Gotcha. And then so um, there is a room that sits and basically votes and looks at all of the films that you've done and what that looks like, and then how we can add value back to the academy, mm-hmm. right? So it's a membership based organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have that. If you are nominated or won, you're automatically considered, right? So you just won an academy award, and then if you're not a member when voting cycle comes up for membership now your name is brought up because you were nominated we have voted on you because your work was good enough to either be nominated or won and so now there's an opportunity for you to be invited into the actual academy 
And then there's committee considered. So there's the committee that meets that we talked about that votes around on everybody. And if you didn't win or nominated and you weren't sponsored, but you're someone who has brought in such dynamic, um, you know, you add so much to the film industry and we just may not have, you may not have come through those channels when now your committee considered. So the committee is considering you for membership. So in those committees, how many people, because this was a whole issue, right? Maybe five mm-hmm. years ago, asking so like, how many people look like us or come from communities that we come from? I think it's grown exponentially. I think, you know, speaking about Oscar So White 2016, mm-hmm. though very hurtful, I think for a lot of different um, communities, uh, also an opportunity to to reinvent and to reimagine, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was actually when I started to go from being like the assistant to the CEO to then um, I cr- created a job description uh, because I saw an opportunity there to go from being the assistant to the CEO where then I was like, working, I was going to all the meetings, I was under, I knew kind of who the power players were. And I was also understanding my own individual voice that if I walk into a room, and I'm going to use common, for example, and we're going to his agency, and it's me and the CEO, or we're having a meeting, he might look at me like, Okay, bro, I see you, you know, and so saying that to say, like, we I was able to kind of start to see, oh, wow, I have a an effective way of being able to communicate with artists. I'm an artist myself. Mm -hmm. And then so um, understanding that space, so created the job description for membership outreach manager at the time. And then so Oscar So White, again, going back to that, um, created by April Rain, I think that it was an opportunity for the board and for the CEO and the president at the time to be like, not only are we were we not already doing things, but now this is accelerated because that was a hashtag to quantify how many metrics are there mm-hmm. um, and what are we going to do? And so then that was the doubling the number of women and people from different racial and ethnic backgrounds from 2016 to 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so what that did is that started to create those different committees that are now sitting around the table where there are different people now from different walks of life. So by 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 nature now, when your name is brought up, there is someone there who understands kind of like your space of what you represent to be able to now be a voice. So we just added voices, some that were already there, um, but added voices to just make sure that there's representation throughout because it's very, very bureaucratic. You know, when you think about kind of like the operation of how it works with any membership organization, mm-hmm. um, which is why it's so important to stay open uh, to learn um, and why it's important to lean into and work in collaboration with the membership and the board and the CEO and to kind of really work through that vision. But that's how it happened with Oscar So White. So the membership team and all of their dynamic amazingness that they are um, per those different branches really started to look at um, different ways and different voices that may not have been heard of in the sound branch, may not have been heard of in visual effects. You know, you might know us as writers and directors and actors, but how many black men or people of different backgrounds, you know, that's in visual effects. Right, or costume. Or costume, you know? And so, you know, so then kind of recreating that space and doing it intentionally and on purpose. Everyone has an opinion when it comes to the foods we eat. This food's good for you, this one's bad for you, this diet works best, but who actually has the right answer? You don't need rules to lose weight, you just need proper information to build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom is here to change the way we view food by not only looking at what we eat, but also how we eat. Instead of making you feel guilt, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet, do five days a week at the gym, or have daily smoothies and questionable teas. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find healthier balance that's more suitable for your life and as a result, more sustainable. Look, Noom has already influenced the way I shop for food, which has not only saved me money, It's also given me a clearer understanding of the foods I'm consuming, which has made me sharper and more energetic. You have to try it out. Look, there are no food restrictions in the program, which makes the process more flexible for your lifestyle. Everybody's journey is different. Noom believes in progress, not perfection. 75% of Noom users finish the program and more than 60% of users engaged with the program keep the weight off for a year or even more. With Noom, all you need is a daily 10-minute check-in. No grueling early mornings or huge chunks out of your day. Are you ready to start building better habits for healthier long-term results? Sign up for a Noom trial at Noom.com slash leisure. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash leisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Yeah. So um, you were an artist and you transformed to being behind the scenes. I like transform. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always say like, there's always opportunities, like even sports entertainment, most people want to be the star, but there's more opportunities and a lot of times there's even more money behind the scenes. Yeah. Right? But there's also a certain level of like, you know, 
adjustment. So how was it for you to actually have to adjust and say, okay, I'm going to put this artist thing to a side mm. and focus on the business? Like how Difficult. Very difficult. Was depressed. Was questioning whose life is this? How am I in an office? All of a sudden I was just offered a deal. I, I, unclear of it all. Um, but I think what's interesting is that I continued to be asked to be of service um, in my own prayers and in, in my own practice uh, with God, you know, and to be like, you know, continue to show me. And I continued to actually, me being who I was, was actually the secret sauce because I understood intrinsically, like from the artist perspective, and I understood what the academy was continuing to do, and me and a few other people, of course, in different departments. Um, and then so was able to kind of relate in that space, but it was very difficult. It was very hard um, even getting into this position. I had a lot of um, imposter syndrome, you know? I, I'm now overseeing a department I was in, right? And so I've seen all of the leaders before me who are incredible and I'm like, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do this job. I, the first time where we started talking about the job, I think it was like two times, I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was excited about it, but I was like, I can't, me, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough. And so we do that, you know, um, as um, people from different communities because there's still that lack, there's still that scarcity. Um, and that's actually what pushed me to do it. Uh, was my fear. Was there anybody that surrounded you and and looked at, obviously they've seen you work for eight years up to this point, and they surround you because they know your greatness and was encouraging to you. Yeah. Right? No, that you're getting this opportunity because you deserve it. Did you have a team around you or was everybody like, they chose him? Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I don't think, no, 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 I don't think there was, I mean, there probably was somebody, but who cares? Um, I was very supported by um, my COO, Christine Simmons. Women have always just really shown up for me. And, and shout out to Christine, we actually met. Yeah, shout out to Christine Simmons, um, our CEO, Don Hudson, and our head of HR, um, Yolanda, um, who really on their own, you know, kind of thought it through on their own and were like, this is what we want you to do. And I was like, yeah, I, mm -mm. And then uh, Christine was the one I had, you know, real conversations with where she was like, first of all, you're already doing it. You're already doing it. She's a black woman. So there's just a different type of, you know, relationship, you know, um, not that it's better or worse, just different. And she understood, I think, the fact that I was feeling like I wasn't enough mm -hmm. and that it was too big for me. And she was like, no, it's the right size and it makes sense. Um, and so nothing we do is alone. You know, everything we have to surround ourselves with those people. But um, those amongst many, uh, but those in their positions were able to actually, you know, so, CEO. Yeah. It's not bad when your CEO, your COO and your head of HR are recommending you, you know, for something that they think that you could excel at. Um, so as far as putting the Oscars together, mm -hmm. like, can you give us an overview of because most people think that it happens on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and they might plan like a week before, to a month before, but it's a it's a year long process. Yeah. And there's there's other events that's attached to it. Like yeah, there's you, other events. That's can you talk about talk about that? There's events throughout just the entire year. I think that you know when you think about the Academy and the Oscars that culminate towards the Oscars. You know, so if we're starting in, let's start where we are right now. We're starting in like the new membership cycle. So in a few weeks, all those different uh, kind of committees that I spoke about are going to be meeting mm -hmm. to talk about um, the different people that are proposed for membership. All of these meetings happen. We go into that meeting. The board then decides on the membership aspect of it. We have that. Now we are itching towards the fall. The fall happens. We have all the festivals. We have the, the bigger films that are coming out, all of that kind of stuff. Now we're in award season, right? So we have typically we have our governor's awards that leads into there where those 54 people, you know, you may have saw Spike Lee when he received his award just mm -hmm. recently, Sam Jackson um, and Mr. Glover received their award. So those are the governor's awards. Those are honorary Oscars given to those individuals. What's that, the, that happens like the weekend of the actual Oscars? It did this, this past year, year it did, right? but it typically happens in the fall. Got you. It's an honorary. Yes, yeah, so they, there's three different types of awards. Um, so like Mr. Danny Glover received like the humanitarian okay. award. So they re they're, they're they're Oscars. They're not, but they're just not Oscars tied to a film performance. Okay, it's like they're, a lifelong achievement. Yes, award. they're tied to their legacy. Okay. Um, so like when Miss Tyson received hers, yeah. Um, and so 
that happens, um, we have our events in the fall. So now those members who were brought in about June or July, now we have our new member receptions in London, New York, LA. So all the members that are in London or UK or surrounding areas, all the members that are in New York or tri-state areas or LA, now we have a reception, an actual party to bring them in to celebrate them, to bring them into the fold. Then we're going into kind of like submissions. So actually the studio is sending in their submissions of which films, the categories, all that kind of great stuff to be considered for membership and then you roll into right. January and February, and now you're rolling into voting. So, so yeah, just real yeah. quick, because- I love it. I'm trying to think, like, a lot of films, like I said, that we grew up watching, and we thought were classics. Yeah. Never got nominated, but it's up to the actual studio to even say, hey, can you put this in consideration to be nominated? Yeah, studios are submitting They submitted films. it, so yeah. studio doesn't submit, then obviously, nothing yeah. to do. Yeah, gotcha. So the studio only submits films that they think are worthy, obviously. Yeah, the, stu the studios have their own thing that I can't speak to, but they have their own awards kind of campaigning. So same thing with music, right? You have some artists that you're like, how come Adele, when she puts out an album, it's that's, I'm making this up, equating that to Bond, mm -hmm. right? And so it's a bit, you see it everywhere, it happens, but then when said rapper or maybe said person that you may not know, but you're like, I didn't even know who that person is, I don't know. So it's all about what they decide to center their marketing around and what they want to push as their big album or big yeah. film of the year. So. And the same thing works for like actors and like the studio determines this is the actor that we want to for this supporting role. Yeah, so the studio um, s studio has, it, it's a little bit more complicated, but in none nutshell, yes. The studio would be submitting the actors attached to that film for consideration. Lead, supporting, so male, female, actor, actress. So like the Grammys we talked about off air when Macklemore won the best album. Yeah. He's an independent artist. Yeah. Can an independent film ever be considered for an Oscar? An independent film that is submitted. Mm. So he's an independent artist, but his team submitted him for. So if Macklemore wouldn't have got that if he was didn't wasn't submitted into the actual system. So you can be independent or with a label or not but it's your submission were you even brought here to even be considered for okay yeah so an independent filmmaker can submit his film yep independent filmmaker there's a lot of people that submit their films you may not have it just doesn't get considered yeah uh, or it may not have the traction or yeah it may not be nominated or yeah. just may not it's not adele's album okay right but they have other artists that they're putting out okay yeah that makes sense um uh, so let's talk about the importance of the Grammys of the Oscars mm -hmm. because a lot of times people don't really fully understand like why it even is important but it is important mm -hmm. right it gives a lot of credibility and helps your, your career so can you talk about that because I feel like the average person they might not even understand like why it's it's important I think it's I think it's about what you personally attach it to you know, when you think of an artist who's amazing, like Ryan Coogler, who in the music world might be Kendrick, well, mm -hmm. Kendrick may not be as pressed for awards, right? So I think we're seeing a shift with the artists. I think artists before, if we're talking about 1995, right, it was all about your Grammy nomination. It was all about your, and not to say it's still not about your Oscar nomination, but using that analogy, mm -hmm. where now we have artists who are like, I'm kind of almost bigger than this thing. If Jay-Z and Beyonce show up at the Grammys, it's ratings for the Grammys. Kanye, you think Kanye started that? But not showing up? Just on some like, I'm like, he was just smacking people. No, no funny thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not use the word. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Yes. No, no, no. When he ran up on stage. Oh, for Taylor. Oh, multiple times he ran up on stage. The Europe. No, the Europe thing, that wasn't a joke. Which one? MTV Europe Awards when he, he ran up on stage and was like, Y'all got this, like, he. it's a whole thing. You can Google it. I don't want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. That was crazy. Kanye got a couple of moments. Yeah. It's not just the Taylor Smith thing. But I think that Kanye was one of the first people that pioneered that I'm bigger. Than this award? Than this award. That's what he's like. They lose credibility by not I giving me an award. I think it's Kanye, whether he started or established it or didn't, I think people have been doing it in different ways, but I think now we're at an interesting crossroad with technology that allows Kanye to do that, right? So Kanye now has a phone, mm -hmm. right? Where before, you know, if you're thinking even like 2001, you weren't, there was no Twitter, like there was no like metric to where you could look at something and say, I can go live on my phone right now and get 
100,000 views where you can quantify it. You were dependent upon a label to put your album out, yeah. you know? And so now, you know, even when you're looking at like the the history of how filmmakers used to be with studios, where the studios kind of, I wouldn't say owned you, but the studio, that was your studio. Mm-hmm. That was all you made films with. So we're, I think we're seeing, we're at an interesting place where artists are understanding their independence and their freedom. Yeah. Um, and just like there was that big break with like Napster and, and iTunes and then like going from the CD and then the cassette to the seat. Like there's all these different iterations that I think have allowed artists to understand numerically what their impact is on their own right yeah. and i think from there yes then you have someone with uh kind of like the understanding that maybe kanye has using him as an example only that like he well i can actually do this i think i saw that j cole actually performed the night of the grammys and so oh he performed yeah, he had like a slap in the face to the Grammys. I don't know if it was a slap in the face. I don't know if it's a slap in the face, but <laughs> I, I think let's not say slap. I think not the slap, but he was actually trying to put on a concert the same night. But and when you think about that, boycott. when you think about that this year, yeah, yeah. And when you think about that, whether that's even a boycott or not, right? If you have three or four of the top and it's easy to relate this in music because crowds are going to show up for a music artist, right? It's different for yeah, an actor, yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm just using music. Impromptu play. Yeah. So if, for example, <laughs> playing a part, Kanye, Nicki, J. Cole, Drake, Drake, on the night of the Grammys were to say, we're performing and we're doing this in partnership, Netflix, I don't know who, right? We're doing this in partnership with a streaming service. Amazon does it. Yeah. Amazon does it, whoever. And um, what would that be? Because then now, who has the juice, right? And so like hip hop is one of the most, or if not the most, the most, the most genre in the world. So if you, so it's, I'm saying that to say where 20 years ago, you wouldn't have even conceptualized this idea that I would do something because I need this award. Yeah. Where now we're seeing people not necessarily need the award to for the credibility because I clearly have people that want to follow me yeah. and I can see where I can now have branched off deals, perfume, hair and makeup, whatever the case may be. And so I think we're at an interesting crossroads yeah. with talent period. I, I think, and we kind of covered this like in one of our first episodes when we were talking about the, the power of the Grammy and has it lost power, right? When we were talking about how much the, the financial ramifications of having the film or even like the marketing and technology yeah. has changed, right? When yeah. we used to, when we grew up, it was the VHS and it was DVDs. Yeah. And the first thing, if you were nominated, was like Oscar nominated film. Yeah. And that was branded on it. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, where do you put that branding? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same appeal to it. So it's like the financial ramifications aren't the same, right? Like if you are a supporting actor or you won the, the lead actor award, it was a certain amount of money that you were probably going to get for your next film. Whereas, like, that might not be true anymore, right? Like, I might go to Marvel and they might just say, hey, you're the next superhero. And I didn't really need it. So mm-hmm. it's like, is the importance of the actual physical award still there, do you think? Or are we now seeing, like, there's a drastic change that's happening? And, and if so, how are we going to combat this? I think that there is a, we're talking about relevancy, that's what it sounds like, right? I think that, you know, when you're computing a, a, a show, any show, um, to the actual what the award means. It's very subjective, you know? So for X artist, for um, Kendrick, Ryan Coogler, for example, right? He may not be as pressed about awards. He may not attend any award show, not just the Oscar, just any award show. Mm-hmm. But then you have some people who they get up on stage and they melt and cry and break down. And so it's like, I think it's really subjective, mm-hmm. but I think for the business, it's still kind of, it's it's not kind of, it is a very holds very much weight as it relates to film and music and i think that that is how award shows have continued to continue mm-hmm. um, because it is representative and embodiment of the industry so when we're talking about the membership even at the academy and you're talking about the industry well it is the film industry because it's everyone from agents to marketing and pr to yeah. sound to visual effects to all of the elements that it takes in front of and behind the camera to actually put on a show Mm-hmm. Um, sorry to put on a movie and a film and so I think that there's still definitely the Oscar nominated forever you know Grammy nominated forever that goes with you forever. yeah yeah you know um, and I feel like you know I think it's subjective as it relates to it's important we could the three of us could have three different varying opinions about whether it's works for us or doesn't and we'd all be right based on our subjections so let's have a broader conversation black Hollywood hmm what is Black Hollywood? Shout out to UTA. We got invited to the macro. Oh, macro. That was a very. I love macro. That was a vibe. That was a, 
That was I a, love that Charles was King and Stacy Stacy Walker King. Yeah, they do an amazing job. I, they're incredible. Amazing event. Yeah, Black Holly. But all right, what what is Black Holly? We hear this all the time. It's like all these black things. Black Twitter, Black Hollywood. Um, I don't know how how you feel about that because I'm like, there's no, there's never like any other. It's not like a Mexican Hollywood mm-hmm. or Italian Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like it's just Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. you know, then you just find your place and you find your world. But it's always like, it always got to be a black or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I understand it in, in concept, but I feel like that's a way to kind of always keep us like on a lower level. Mm-hmm. Like this is your little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be happy with it. Like, mm-hmm. what's your thoughts about that? Interesting. My personal opinion not of the academy um and i can't speak on all things black hollywood but i feel like what we do is i think it's interesting i think i would like to see who gives black hollywood is it us as black people creating black hollywood or is it as you mentioned hollywood proper subjecting us to because i feel like black twitter and again i don't actually know this is a a question i'm not to dodge the question but simply because i don't understand like did we create Black Twitter as a space of advocacy and as a place where we could have conversations that make sense for us? Did we create Black Hollywood to say, we're going to do what we've seen others do is create space and and, and, and um, work together and collaborate? Like, I don't know. I don't know if Black Hollywood was created from, if we have, but from what I've gathered is a lot of individuals have been a part of Black Hollywood and I'm in Hollywood, so I don't, I don't fully know what Black Hollywood is. It's unless it's just Black people gathering together. <laughs> what we do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I personally am in Hollywood, which doesn't make me this or that. I feel like I don't. We've been othered for so long. <laughs> we have been put in situations for so long, like you said, that could feel othered. Um, but it's easy to say that. But then I'm like, did we create that so that we could feel protected? Um, and so I feel like I want to be able to have the same opportunity and the same balanced system as we have seen um, them do and have. And I don't want to be fit in only one space. I am of that space by me walking in the room and the, and the, and the melanin in my skin. Um, but just if, if I'm in black Hollywood, does that mean I can't participate? How many people have we seen? How many white producers? How many you know white singers, uh, songwriters have we seen giving writing Iggy's lyrics? You know, or right. And so it's like, I feel like I'm actually not sure what Black Hollywood is, but I feel like there's two lenses. One could be a lens that we have created to feel very protective and and to build our own advocacy and have the conversations that are needed from the healing that needs to happen and or was it created because someone was like let them have this because that doesn't really because even 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 in music they 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 do it it's not labeled black music well they, sometimes it is. it is labeled black music but more so it's just hip-hop like even though hip-hop is music like hip-hop is the majority of music that people listen to yeah but they kind of like it's a stigma like yeah hip-hop hip-hop and then music yeah like, you know what i'm saying yeah. rap it's, not it's his own section and then we're gonna have just music. Technically, mm-hmm. it should be pop music, right? It's the most it should popular just, music. But it should just be music. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, it, it, if it was put in a category, if it obviously is, and it's been that way for the past 20, 25 years, the most popular genre of music, then by category, it should be popular music. Yeah. But it's not, it's just, like you said, it's hip hop. But even like the stigma, I don't even have a problem with it being called hip hop, but it's like the stigma of it be, yeah. is like, Rap hip hop is in this bucket, mm-hmm. and everything else is just music. Mm, we got Afro beats. There's other genres of music, but that's what I'm saying. But it's music, and it's like it's a safe space. And then it's like this is like scary and dark. Like yeah, you know what I'm I think I think the stigma <laughs> may be right, but like you have country music. Even look, let's let's look at the the Grammys. Yeah, I watched that whole show. They had two musical performances of rap. Who was it? Ooh. It was Nas X. Yep, and Nas. Don't forget Meg Stallion. I don't think she performed. She, she didn't perform. Oh, the Grammys? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm thinking the Oscars. She, yes, yes, she, yes, she yes, didn't yes, perform. Yes, yes. So what I'm saying is that you have rap music is the biggest genre of music, mm-hmm. period, throughout the world, right? Mm-hmm. A, there should be more musical performances from rappers. Mm-hmm. And B, no disrespect to either one of them because obviously Nas is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. That's a safe play. You got... OG legendary person Nas. Mm-hmm. Nas X is another safer play. 
Tyler, I think Tyler performed. But these are all safer plays. That's the like point. little baby should be performing. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, little he, Dirk so we should see, be performing. Well, like were, were they so that's who people back to the label that's now. what's really happening. I know they're the most popular guys, but did their label submit them to even be nominated in that space? Of course they I mean it we doesn't don't know. it doesn't that's no excuse. Yeah. You should have the people that's really moving the culture. Not but it's I artificial. I think what's happening is so it's multi layered. It's the did the record label submit? Are the voters of those different communities that can say, oh, this is why you should know so and so? And then going back to We Need Us Everywhere, we're sending those looking at those executive spaces, right? Whether whatever show it is. Mm -hmm. But like, so we need us here talking about it. It, it was like when the riots were happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we need that energy go riot i'm not supporting looting but go riot but i need that same energy going to the voting polls right and so like i need the same energy starting the twitter hashtags like so we need us everywhere and then so then the question is we're consuming the content that's up there and then it's like huh interesting who there is on that side who's booking there's a it, when you think about it it's a television show so i just want us to keep that in mind right there is a, a an appeal for television and so that means there is someone booking. And not to say that person needs to be black. I'm gonna say that person needs to be, but it's looking at all of that in, in, in a way that is having those kind of like real lenses to the culture and not just the us as consumers, but us in executive spaces, mm -hmm. us in all spaces, because that is, in my opinion, more important. I would love to see more men that look like myself in Hollywood proper mm -hmm. or black Hollywood, whatever, whatever the thing is. And I'm like, out. Yeah. How do how do we work on yeah, that? I, and that's what that was my next question was like as in your role now, one of the the, the functions is ensuring diversity. And mm -hmm. ensuring, so like how do we do this? And not even just in the acting um, field, but production, like all these different categories that you just said, costume, engineering, mm -hmm. right? How do we advocate and get more people aware that these are things that they can actually? I think it's pursue? I think it's all multi layered. I think you know I spoke about our COO Christine Simmons yeah. um, and our VP of Impact Operations Janelle English. So they're on the ground and Janelle oversees our Office of Representation, Inclusion, and Equity. So they do a lot of things of working with like our vendor suppliers, are the vendors that we're hiring. You know, representative of you know, so we're hiring you for catering. Mm -hmm. Why have we been hiring you for catering for 30 years? Why aren't we looking at him for catering? And you could be diverse in many different facets, right? So there's the who you're hiring, how that aspect works. And then there's like the uh, continuing to ensure with the team and diversifying the membership. And then so when you're looking at what that looks like, it's like, okay, from 2016 to now, it's a completely vast. When you're looking at the board, now there's more women than there ever was before. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's, we're talking 94 years. And so that's just the academy, but the industry has lived on even before that. And so I think it's the changing hearts and minds. I think it's about, you know, understanding that we may not have all had the opportunities that Zach may have had um, through his childhood. And so it's gonna be a little bit of grace, but I think it's about ensuring, what I'm passionate about is ensuring that while I'm there, um, that we're looking at the lens and we're creating different things. You know, one of the things I did when I got there working with Janelle and Christina, as I was telling you about, was creating the affinity groups. So making sure that those individual voices who represent our seven different communities for now, LGBTQIA, Asian, Middle Eastern, North African, Indigenous, mm -hmm. Latin, all of that have a space where we can start to build programming out specifically with and for them. So they have a lane as a community within this overarching membership to start to work on content, to kind of start work on kind of like having and rebuilding and repairing and who are the allies here who we can continue to work with along the way. Uh, creating content, I did this with Meryl Johnson, um, creating Academy Dialogues, uh, which was a conversation that was birthed in summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. And that was me, I was a director at the time. And it was one of the first times that I think I really was like, wait, I have a responsibility, you know? And so, and I didn't quite always understand that, you know, um, Ahmaud Aubrey, um, uh, Mr. George Floyd, Miss Breonna Taylor, um, we were all sitting at home watching that, you know, I lived in Los Angeles, uh, downtown at the time. And so the riots and everything were happening near me. And I remember when all the companies were changing their avatars and like, we stand in solidarity. And I was like, but what does this mean? And I was like, oh, let me look and talk to, oh, it's me. Like there wasn't another black man there to kind of share that space with of like, 
I'm supposed to do something. What does that mean? And then so um, at that point, I, I wasn't in the position that I'm in now, but I did have the relationship with the members where we kind of started having conversations and uh, Lorenzo, who used to be at the academy, about like, how do we start to have honest conversations? So how are we leveraging this amazing brand that is, but partnering it with real stories? We're known for celebrating and telling fake stories, you know? And so um, doing that with Meryl and working very closely with her, we were able to pinpoint conversations called Academy Dialogues. And we had everybody from Brian Stevenson and Whoopi Goldberg talking about the purveyor of racism and how Hollywood has played an intricate part in it. You don't look at the Academy to have conversations about racism, but we started it, you know, having conversations about the erasure of Latinos, having conversations about so many different communities within. So leveraging and partnering with our own members inside, creating a safe space and using that as content now pushing out into the world with signals to our other members who may or may not be on the fence about us like oh they're really about this space even opening up this space to be a space to have these conversations so then working with the affinity groups across the board now figuring out how i can continue to work with them and with meryl and janelle and christine and like how we're positioning them for success for them to understand what this even means what the membership means what can i do with it and then how we can continue to broaden out because it's not to isolate forever it's now how are all of the allies and can now leaning into now how are we all a part of this movement mm -hmm. and so i think it's um a multi-layered thing right there's the staff aspect that that's that me you know um and then there's the aspect of like well when the academy is partnering what kind of partnerships are we doing who are we doing those partnerships with if we use a flower company that we've used before why haven't we ever used him you know, and so it's it's many different things that might seem small, mm -hmm. but that are large when you all put them together. And I think that part of that is my own individual experience. I I have been pulled over <laughs> on my way to work several times, asked to get out of my car. And I can't tell you that shift of mindset, you know, going into a place where you're still, you are really the only one there anyway. You're on your way, you're driving, you get pulled over. I'm not driving a G-Wag, I'm driving a Jeep, it's nice. You know, but it's like, where do you work? Oh, I work at the Academy of Motion Pictures. Hmm. That, the things you can't quite ever call, but you feel. Yeah. And so I move differently. I move, I have a different incentive. I'm. It's my own experience that I'm still experiencing. Like if I'm pulled over, I might be killed. That's not actually dramatic anymore. That's actual and factual. So then how do I leverage my own experience being there and bring that voice to the table because my other senior team may not have that experience. And then how do I continue to leverage that? And then that becomes my incentive is community, culture, and connectivity. And then how we can all work together in that aspect. No, it's a lot. It's exhausting. So, <laughs> so, you've, been, you've been called with the tag. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's next on your plate? What's your 10-year your vision board looking like? You know what's funny? I used to feel so much pressure having the answer to that question. Um, I'm not sure. I'm open. I think that when I was trying to control my destiny, it was harder. I think that I'm gonna to continue to operate from a place of service. I'm gonna to continue to ask what I can do to elevate. I'm gonna to continue to speak. I wanna to continue to wrap my arms around the community that I represent and any community that feels like we're close enough, you know, to have these conversations. I wanna to continue to talk to people about being the artist, uh, but being the manager. I wanna to talk to athletes about being the athlete, but also why don't you, be, you can be the coach too. You can be the owner. And so I want us to just understand our individual and collective power. I want us to stand in that. I want us to not apologize for it. I want us to come as we are. And I want to be a vessel for that. I also understand that I'm only human and it is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And you do have to take the time because my fight is very different than maybe some of my other counterparts fights because my fight is my own experience driving to work and being stopped here and having to immediately ratify what just happened and go into a meeting and be like hey it's very different and i don't ask for any special privileges for it but i do ask for grace um and i want to continue to learn so i think that i'm going to continue to elevate and amplify what i'm doing but it looks like i'm doing it but i'm just a vessel uh for other people and i think i want to continue speaking I want to continue speaking life. I want to continue showing and sharing that we need us everywhere. And I can only share that by being that. Mm -hmm. And so it is exhausting, man. We don't talk about how exhausting it is. We don't talk about what it takes from you. I'm only a human. I'm yeah. also this executive now in Hollywood, but I'm a son. I, you know, I want to have a family. I want to have all these other different things. And so I am, my tenure plan is to continue to be myself because that's the one thing I've been able to bet on. And it's taken me places higher, further, and more expansive than my own limitations did. Yeah, so so this year's Oscars, obviously, you know, we watched 
a lot of America watched. Yep. Increasing the ratings. Yep. Uh, we saw people from multiple multiple cultures win awards. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, there was an incident that happened. We yeah. Glorify on that. But I wonder what you take from it. I know, like seeing you the day before and looking at your face, like man, this I can see the tax that it's taken on you. But how much solace did you take in knowing that these things had happened, and you you know, not the incident itself, but all the 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 increase in, in the people that are watching, everybody's being celebrated, all the performances, the show was great, the hosting was great. After it, was that moment of silence to say like, yo, we really did this, or we're like, you know what, this is kind of cloudy. Like, what what was it like for you <laughs> at that moment? And going forward as far as the Oscars, are we looking at it like, you know what, we got handed the, 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 the ball in a sense, and look what we did, look at the numbers. Like, is the committee looking at like, you know what, we put it in good hands, let's do this again. Yeah, I think, um I think there is the afterwards, but I think we also have to talk about the before, Mm -hmm. you know? So regardless of how taxing it might be, I still have a team that I need to lead, you know, and to inspire and for them to feel like it's, we can push through. And so I think that anytime that we're pushing the bounds, we're doing our job, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the, uh, the board and the CEO and president have their own different perspective, but just being uh, what I oversee and just relates to the membership and awards. And so thinking about it again, it's the day of, but when you bring it all the way back, it's like I work with the team and oversee the team that is really making sure that your, your submission is even in there on time for you to even be considered and nominated later. Um, that team is working really closely to make sure that the people are even voting. We had the highest voting ever in 94 years this year, ever. You know, and so and looking that's with more people in the in the categories. Yeah, and that's with also looking at maybe expanding how are we doing it. I'm I'm a this person. I need communication and contact. So everything that I do is like how are we connecting with other humans? I don't really talk to the title of people, I talk to the human, right? I mean I've been doing that since I was an assistant. Uh, so I didn't speak to you differently than I spoke to you because you were in a higher position. I just spoke to you. What do you need? How can I add value? What can I do? And then so even looking at that this year, it was like we were like, how do we partner with the industry? So one of the things that I did when I started was like industry relations. What is the academy doing all year round? How are we partnering with our agencies, our management companies, our PR houses, working with our studios? What are we doing throughout the year so that it is a very symbiotic relationship when it comes and culminates towards the Oscars? And um, I think that it's an effort led on so many different fronts. But I was very passionate about like, I'm talking to the agencies. I want to sit down with you, UTA. I want to hear from you directly. What are the issues with voting? Have you tried voting? Why haven't you tried voting? Is there something we can do with your members or a class? Is there any? So like all of those things, that human component and wanting to learn how I could even be better for you is a very different mindset um, from an organization that's been really established for 94 years. And so again, moving in that space of service, moving in that space of how can I help has been very instrumental for me specifically. So before it's all of that. And then you said taxing, you know, leading up into the show, there's that, but it's the emotional energy that needs to be given. Again, it's not just me, it's a team I'm working on leading to keep inspired. And then afterwards, I think you kind of feel some sort of like <laughs> a blur almost because it's it's everything going up to this moment and then it's over, right? Right, right. Um, I think that, you know, there's no denying that the numbers were up. I think there's no denying that it's the most social show ever, uh, which is led by another black woman, uh, Meryl Johnson. Um, and I think that, I can't really speak on what the committee is thinking about, but I think personally, I'm proud because I know what it takes I know what it takes to put that on. I know what it took last year when we were at a train station um, to put on a show in the middle of COVID when no other show was happening live and in person. 221 nominees, 80 of them international in 23 different countries, 17 of which can't travel to the States and where we had to work with the embassies and working with the state officials to get people to fly in. So when I hear people and they're like, oh, well, the show at the train station was just, and I'm like, that's fine, but it's a miracle. It even happened with not one positive COVID taste, uh, uh, test or case. And then the county then built Appendix J off of our template that we use to allow other shows to now then be able to exist. And so like, that's like the, I can nerd out about all of that stuff. But for me, it's what you see on TV, yes. But I think I'm most proud of the stuff that you don't see. I'm most proud of the fires that you're not knowing that are happening. Um, um, And I'm proud to say that I play an instrumental part in um, the actual day of and and beforehand and, and overseeing a team that does stuff unimaginably to be able to execute. So it's, it's like a release of some sort. Um, And I think that it only 
gives permission to continue to push the bounds, to continue to make sure representation is at the forefront, and to continue to make sure that we can create a show that adds value, that has entertainment value, that recognizes some of the most influential people in the world as we continue to challenge what is excellence. You mentioned earlier about like films that you love, like Love and Basketball, you know, who's the arbiter of excellence? Who gets to say what's excellent? You know, Boys in the Hood was excellent to me, but so was Jaws. You know what I'm saying? And so like, I think as we continue to just change the narrative of who gets to say what excellence is, I think that we're creating a more equal playing ground. And then from there, we can build a new foundation to have a new conversation that really is representative of the world that we actually live in. There you have it. Before we wrap, I wanted to ask you, um, are there any like mentorship programs or any incubators for people that maybe want to get into Hollywood, but on the behind the scenes as far as like directors or what you do or you know just a lot there's so many different like roles in sound and makeup there's yeah. so much stuff i feel like a lot of times people a might not even be aware of it and then b even if they are aware of it they might not know how to actually you know get into it. is there any type of program yeah i think um going to oscars.org will give a lot of context and general context as to what we're doing but there's the academy gold program which is really focused on more of the uh college space um, and leaving from there and an internship within the industry in Hollywood. Um, and then there's this program that we're working on that I'll hold on telling you all the name of because we're still in the midst of getting it completely finalized. But it's the focus is really going to be about um, creating the knowledge needed to sustain in the industry. And so you are a writer. And so we want to create something around you in partnership with some of our members and in partnership with some of the different industry leaders so that you understand how to pitch a film what they're meaning when they're talking about the international and, and domestic distribution, what they mean when they're talking about your legal contracts, bringing attorneys in to be able to show and share with you as you're continuing and starting this interview, because we focus on, we got the meeting, we got the meeting. <laughs> yep. But do you understand what they're talking about in the meeting? Do you understand what to ask for? Do you understand how to best equip and prepare yourself? Because I think, and I challenge us to continue to want to be the artist. We need to be the artist. We represent artistry and some and have dominated and will continue to dominate in all aspects, sports, music, film, TV. Um, but I think that it's an opportunity for us to continue to also expand our minds and our thinking on the business. So that um, is going to be coming very soon in a couple of weeks, uh, which I would love to talk to y'all about when it's actually out um, and where I can get a little bit more in the, on the name, but that's the, the concept of it. And so then how do we use and harness the energy that is the Academy and the, that gold statue that still holds weight to be able to do great things and amazing things, but being very intentional and specific about reaching out to those communities who typically might not feel that this is attainable. So it's continuing to change the narrative from this is the Academy to this is our Academy. And then how do we continue to make that a little bit more accessible? in a real way. Um, we have a Nickel Fellowship program. Um, there's many different facets of things. And now with our museum that's now on Wilshire and Fairfax, um, which is very close the incident with uh, with Biggie. Um, so really close right there, Wilshire and Fairfax. I think it's just another opportunity. They have amazing different programs, initiatives. Um, we have a chief curator there named Jacqueline Stewart, black woman, amazing black woman, Bill Kramer, who are really leading that initiative and being very intentional and on purpose about kind of like community focused and continuing to explore all avenues of excellence. I think excellence looked one way for a long time. Yeah. And now I think it's just about the expansion of that. So Oscars.org, I think is a great way uh, to be able to go in there and understand kind of some of the initiatives and things that we're looking to do specifically in a lot of the different communities and a lot of the different spaces where we typically or may not have felt um, as accessible before um, and continuing to extend grace. Everybody's figuring it out. I don't, I'm not an expert in my field. I'm an expert at wanting to be better. I'm an expert at wanting to learn, um, but I don't have it all together. I'm still figuring it all out. And I think that's the beautiful part. That's what gives me hope. I appreciate it, brother. Before we leave, you want to tell the people anything, social media or anything, or you got any last words? Or? Yeah. Uh, my Instagram is Sean Finney be flourishing because duh. <laughs> um, and most importantly, I just want to continue to speak to the people and to continue to remind you that who you are is enough. You've always been enough. You were never not enough. And sometimes the things and the limitations that are kind of created around you are for you to not recognize and live and flourish in your own beauty and marvel and all of that. So I challenge you to continue to go beyond your limitations. Go to the thing that hurts. Go to the thing that makes you feel scared. Lean into that. Don't look back. And um, I continue to just want you to explore other ways of exploring your talent and your art. 
be the amazing artist that you are, be the amazing um, athlete, be the amazing all this that you are and understand business and understand how your specific platform adds dimensions to other people. And that's it. There you have it. There's no business like show business. That's a fact. That's South Hollywood. <laughs> we are. Uh, oh, actually, I'll put this out there. EYL will be getting an, an, an Oscar, probably for a documentary. Yeah, but yeah. Soon come. Soon hey, come. I mean, well, look, put the, bro, we're putting the good juju <laughs> out here right now. Pound it up. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Let's do it. Party, we'll yeah, we need party. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, that, when, when the documentary drops. Yeah. Legendary status. We'll be up there. Either we're going to be receiving it or perhaps hosting. Not even just the Oscars, but, you know, a couple of film festivals. You know. Or oh, the film festival. Vibes. Light work. Light work. Light work. We know some people. In our spare time. <laughs> <laughs> we might know a, a, yes, someone, yes, you know? Yes. Troy, housekeeping idol. Yeah, shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Shout out to all our earners on EYL University, the number one place for business and everything in entrepreneurship. We love y'all. Keep supporting. Keep telling a friend to tell a friend. The community is growing. And so we greatly appreciate y'all for that. And uh, shout out to everybody that is supporting our merch. We got our uh, new summer spring collection out there. So make sure y'all go support that. Wait, I ain't get a... Oh, that's coming. Gotcha, gotcha, oh, okay. gotcha. Oh, I would have rolled up in it. <laughs> <laughs> got a care package love, coming for you. All right, guys. See you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>